Welcome to the show. This is the Below the Yellow Line podcast. Hello, everybody, and welcome back to the Below the Yellow Line podcast, the podcast where me and my co-host Emily talk the NASCAR Cup Series four hours a week, three days a week, and hope somebody will listen. I am one of your co-hosts, Samuel Stubbs, and I am joined by Emily. Emily, if you can hear me, you can go ahead and introduce yourself. Hello. Can you hear me? I'm here. You are good. We can hear you. All clear. Um, as you know, our audio always goes so well. The internet connection is always so lovely, so I, I do apologize if you cannot hear Emily. Um, and Emily, I apologize to you if you cannot hear me at some points, but we are going to try our best to make this work. I know everybody was just freaking out yesterday when we didn't have an episode, but hey, life happens, stuff happens. And the best part is you get us not one day in a row. Well, that's not really a thing, but you get us two days in a row because I'll be back tomorrow previewing the World 600 at Charlotte. It is Coke 600, or because I'm an old head and a traditionalist NASCAR fan, I like to call it the World 600 because that sounds more grand. Um, It is the nightcap to the greatest day in all of auto racing, which includes Formula One at Monaco in the morning, the Indianapolis 500 at Indianapolis Motor Speedway in the midday, and then in the evening and into the late night, the NASCAR Cup Series has the Coke 600. It's a triple header weekend uh, for NASCAR as a whole. On tonight's show, we're going to do a quick recap of the All-Star Race. We're going to do a preview of the Coke 600, and we are also... Uh, Going to talk about all the news this week, because there is a lot of it, especially concerning Hendrick Motorsports and Chevy drivers. Um, And yeah, but before we do that, of course, because we are real people and not just talking heads, uh, we like to do our life updates. We like to share, uh, you know, something, I, I guess... It's like the trending topics page, but like for us, for our lives. So Emily, again, if you can hear me, you can go ahead. What is your life update, joke, rhetorical question uh, to our listeners? Um, let's see. I'm trying to think. My brain is a little bit fried right now. No problem. It's in. It's also. Mine is too. It's in, um, it's in summer mode uh-huh. currently. Yeah. Officially, as of a few hours ago. So, mm-hmm. like, I'm currently trying to not take a nap because I feel like seven, almost eight, eight p.m. is kind of late for a nap. <laughs> it, yeah, slightly. I think at that point People you call would it going to agree sleep. With that. Yeah. I yeah. would say. So I'm like, I think I need to like stay awake until like I go to bed. Yeah, probably. I think that would be the adult thing to do. Mm. That's my current goal. That's a good goal to have. That's a good goal to have. I am, uh, let's see, about, let's see, so it's seven, almost eight now. I'm about maybe 16, 17 hours from officially being in summer mode. Um, But you know what makes me feel kind of old, Emily? When you are... In say what makes, you, what makes you Samuel feel old? <laughs> when you are in elementary, middle school, junior high school, even you well. First of all, when summer is not in the picture yet, you live and you die for the weekend. At least that's how I was. I'm not sure that probably wasn't a healthy approach to it, um, but that's how I it was. It's not that I hated school or was a terrible student. Um, it's just you know. But now, as I'm getting older and later into my schooling career, when uh, I, it was funny, actually, I, I told somebody I was 
doing online school the other day, and they said, oh, what are you studying? And I was like, uh, well, not, not that advanced yet. But, um, but it, it is interesting to me that I, I don't know if it, this might just be a me being weird thing. This might be just something that naturally happens. And you can tell me if you had this too, Emily. But the idea of summer, don't get me wrong. It is nice. I have some stuff planned this summer. Gonna see some friends. Gonna go do some really cool stuff. Gonna go have some awesome experiences. See family. See friends. Have a great time in the beautiful weather. Um, but the idea of not having like a set routine that I will do every day, it doesn't scare me necessarily. But it just kind of makes the parts of summer where I don't have stuff scheduled seem rather arbitrary and not meaningless per se, because I know I'll probably get some stuff done when I'm not sleeping late or scrolling mindlessly on my phone, but it just makes it seem kind of arbitrary, slightly pointless. It's like, I don't want to go to school, but I don't want to just be a mindless blob without a set schedule. So what I'm trying to do, and I, you know, this summer, like I said, I have some stuff planned. It's going to be a really busy summer, not just for the channel and the podcast, obviously, but just for me in general. Um, but I, I have typed out some some goals for the channel. I want to make at least one movie every month um, to see, you know, if that's possible. Um, because I think I I make myself feel burned out when I'm really not, and I'm just being a lazy bum. Um, but, but did you ever get that feeling of, like, parts of summer kind of being arbitrary, Emily? Like, as, as you got older and further into your school career? Because it's not that I'm torn up about not going to school every day. It's just that it's kind of like, oh, okay, I don't have a set schedule. What am I going to do on the days without a set-in-stone agenda? You know what I mean? Like, it's just kind of weird to think about that now when I've been in that mode for months, you know, nine months at this point. Looks like she might be a little bit delayed. I don't even know if she can hear me right now, Sorry, honestly. Sorry, I can, I hear, I heard that. Um, I'm hearing about one every ten words, I think. Oh, that's unfortunate. I'm sorry. Anyway, we're gonna move on. Um, but any comment, if y'all felt, if y'all feel that too, that might just be a weird me thing, I don't know. Um... We'll see. Uh, moving on to the actual stuff now. We're not going to do a very long recap of the All-Stars because we did a whole episode of that on Monday, which you can go listen to on YouTube and all major podcast platforms. Um, but the All-Star race, the event was great. The race was kind of blah. Kyle Larson did Kyle Larson things and beat the absolute crap out of everybody. Um, he led every lap in Stage 2, just... Wipe the floor at the field. Emily, what were your thoughts uh, on the All-Star race? And you got another pick right, by the way. So, congratulations. Yeah, I didn't I didn't see much of it, but, I mean, Larson, is a, he's a champion. I mean, this guy is a great racer, so for him to win the All-Star race, Makes sense. awesome. Like, not even surprised. Yeah. Third, Obviously, I picked him. Third all-star race win for Larson at three different tracks, too. Charlotte, Texas, and North Wilkesboro. Um, I saw I saw a post today. You know, they announced, and we'll talk about this later in the show, obviously, but they announced that Alex Bowman uh, would, be, would be coming back. And they said, I saw a post that said, Kyle Larson has been medically cleared of the race at Charlotte after getting his foot 
uh, off of everybody's head after just like curb stomping the field on Sunday night, which I thought was pretty funny and pretty accurate as well. Um, and I guess we can go ahead and talk the Alex Bowman news. So, uh, for those that have been following for a while, or even if you not, or even if you haven't been following, I, I hope I've made it obvious enough that I'm a Bubba Wallace fan and an Alex Bowman fan. Been following both of those guys since they were in um, rising up through the ranks of the sport back in the early to mid 2010s. Um, but Alex Bowman is back. His time. Whoever is making these Hendrick timelines for their drivers to come back needs a massive pay raise. Elliott's spot on. Bowman's spot on. It was said he could miss three to four weeks. He misses four weeks on the dot. Um, only missed three points races, and he is now only one spot and five points out of the playoffs. That shows how good he was when he was in. So he is back for the Coke 600. I, I, I would think Josh Berry, who we'll also talk about later in the show, would be on standby because it's a 600-mile race, your first race back, especially with a, you know, kind of a broken back. I mean, that's sort of a, you know, critical part of the body. Um, it'll be interesting to see how much pain tolerance he has, but if Bowman starts the race and then Barry wins the race... Bowman gets the points. He, the win wouldn't qualify him for the playoffs since it wouldn't be him in the car. It's a whole complicated scenario. I think Bowman can go all the way, honestly. I don't think they'd be putting him in the car if he couldn't go all the way. But if he can't, I'm sure Josh Berry or someone else will be there to stand by. Excuse my rambling, Emily. But what do you think of Alex Bowman being back for the Coke 600? Only five points out of the playoffs. He's in a much better spot than Chase Elliott. But he is back in the race car. See if she heard me. <laughs> I, I heard a little bit of that, something about Alex Bowman, so I'm going to assume you want to know my thoughts on him coming back. Mm -hmm. Yep. Um, uh, I mean, it, it feels like just a couple weeks in my mind. I know you feel the, the brunt of it just because you're his uh, biggest fan, but, um, you know, I feel like at this point in the season, it's not too late. He's got time to make up points. He's got time to kind of figure it all out so um i mean glad to see him back and hope that Absolutely. it all goes well yeah, and only five points out, too. I mean, it's not like he's in a must-win. I mean, I, it, it's you know, it's not like it's going to be all sunshine and rainbows for him. I think it'll be like Chase Elliott. Going to take a few weeks before he's back in his normal mojo, but I, I think he will definitely have a good shot um, at winning a race once he's four or five races back. Now, the second big part of news concerns the guy that has been filling in for him. And that is Josh Berry. So, Emily, I really hope you hear this part, Emily, because if you don't, I'm going to be sad because it's a big part of news. Josh Berry, and we, we knew this a couple weeks ago that it was a possibility. Josh Berry is finalizing a contract to go drive the number four Ford Mustang full-time in the NASCAR Cup Series. Hey, Mage, do you want to come in my... Okay, my dog just rejected me and went to a room with nobody in it. That makes me sad. Uh, but he is finalizing a deal to drive the number four Ford Mustang full-time in the NASCAR Cup Series in 2024 and possibly beyond, replacing Kevin Harvick, maybe starting a rebuild of Stuart Haas Racing, but they need it. Emily, if you heard me, what do you think about Josh Berry being a full-time Cup guy? He's proven himself in the Xfinity Series, but could be going to a contending team full-time for his rookie year in the Cup Series. I don't think she heard me, unfortunately. <laughs> oh, well. It's okay. 
I'm sure she'll have some thoughts that we can talk about later. I, I'm sorry, guys. I apologize. My internet is just... My internet's whack. Um, I don't know what's going on or how to fix this issue, but we will we will get through it. Um, but yeah, Josh Berry back. I personally, what I think is the the biggest news. Um, oh oh well, oh gosh, this internet. Uh, the biggest news, personally, I think of the week is is probably uh, the plushies that Hendrick Motorsports has released. Twenty four ninety nine each. You can go get a plushie of Alex Bowman, William Byron, Chase Elliott, Kyle Larson. Uh, can you hear me, Emily? I heard that. You heard okay. Uh, did you hear that Hendrick Motorsports have has plushies for twenty five dollars each? Of course what? you hear. Yeah, they're selling plushies to their drivers for twenty five dollars each. That's a little pricey there. It is, but yeah, uh, I, you probably didn't. Uh, did you hear that Josh Berry is finalizing a contract to drive the number four? So he'd be filling or replacing Kevin Harvick in twenty twenty four and beyond. What do you That's think about a that? <laughs> well, I mean, he he's done well as, as filling in. It, I mean, you're not going to be Kevin Harvick, he, but he he's done okay. We'll give him that. He has been okay. What do you what do you think it means long term for them? They have been awful aside from him this year. They have some young guys. I'm not going to say they have some young extreme talents. Briscoe has potential. Ryan Priest. Uh. Ryan Priest, uh, Eric Amarola is old and and has a good sponsor. But um, what do you think it says long term for Stuart Haas Racing? And I mean, I think they're just kind of floundering around with Harvick leaving. But well, what just what are your overall feelings on this? It, it's a big opportunity for Josh Berry. Bottom line. Yeah, I mean, hopefully he can um, live up to that expectation. Mm-hmm. But I'd be shocked. Yeah, I if he could get reasonably close to a playoff spot next year, I think that'd be good. Um, but, I, I, you know, we just don't know how realistic the expectations are. I believe that's really all the big news. And, again, I apologize for that segment being awkward. But, you know, and I apologize, Emily. My, you know, it's my fault. My internet is okay. messed I, up. I respond when I can. And exactly. We're doing the best we can with what we got, I guys. I can't hear anything. You know, yeah. it's all right. We may be able to do a few of these in person over the next month or so. So hang tight. It'll get yeah. better. Um, but if you do want more coverage with uh, no internet lagging, because it, it always seems to work whenever we're on YouTube together and not the podcast, uh, check out the Spotter Stand YouTube channel. We'll have – the schedule is going to be really wonky. Um, might have two or three videos tonight on Wednesday – or Thursday. Might have two or three or four tomorrow because truck race – yeah, I don't know. Uh, let, this is this week is crazy. I mean, this week has felt like five weeks in one, to be honest, and last week did too. But looking at the schedule for the Coke 600, which to these drivers probably feels like five races in one. Look at that segue. Practice is at 7.05 Eastern Time, Friday, or Saturday night, FS1 PRN, Sirius XN NASCAR Radio, qualifying at 7.50, so I would assume about 20 minutes-ish of practice um, for each group. Late, that's a late night practice and qualifying session. That track is going to be loose. That track is going to be blazing quick. Uh, the only problem is that Mother Nature um, you know, might be quick in dumping some monsoon-type weather on Charlotte Motor Speed. Not really. It's going to rain there this weekend, most likely. They move the Xfinity race up an hour. We'll see how much we get in of all these races. I think earlier in the week, the forecast was looking much worse. Now it's looking better. And the Coke 600 itself, 6 p.m. Eastern, Sunday night, Fox, PRN, Sirius XM, 
NASCAR radio, one of my favorite races, uh, because when I was younger, before I was allowed to stay up late, this race gave me an excuse to stay up till like 10 or 1030, um, which is always really fun. Um, but it's, it's just a fun race. I love it. It's an endurance race. Last year, it was fantastic. Um, so going to be a lot of fun. Preview-wise, well, I guess we need to look at the point standings. I haven't done that at all this week because all-star race, non-points race, didn't feel like I had to. Um, speaking of tomorrow, tomorrow cup, mm, excuse me, tomorrow cup preview Friday on the Spotter Stand YouTube channel and here on the Below the Online Podcast, we'll have a podcast episode out on the Spotter Stand YouTube channel. That's the Spotter Poshvia Stand, uh, the podcast pre-race, and then the YouTube pre-race show. Hopefully we can get Emily on one of those, and hopefully our internet connection will be better. Ross Chastain is the regular season point leader heading into Charlotte with a 27-point lead over Christopher Bell. However, Christopher Bell has an advantage over Ross Chastain. He has won a race this year. He, Denny Hamlin, William Byron, Martin Truex Jr., Tyler Reddick, Kyle Busch, Joey Logano, Tyler Reddick, Ricky Stenhouse are, are, what, nine winners through 13 regular season races? We have three drivers that have won multiple races. Kyle Busch, William or Kyle Busch, Kyle Larson with two wins because the All-Star race does not count officially. And we have William Byron with three wins. Um, Points-wise, Chastain plus 167, Harvick plus 138, Blaney plus 119, Keselowski plus 103, Busher plus 67, Bubba plus 31, Briscoe plus 5. Bowen, minus 5. You have Suarez, minus 13. Ty Gibbs, minus 15. Cindric, minus 27. By the way, Bowman did get a playoff waiver. If he wins a race to get in, he's good. Uh, or, he's good anyway. Uh, but McDowell, minus 34. Gillen, minus 35. LaJoy, Haley, Jones. That's your top 25. Almarola, Almondinger, Chase Elliott. Only 63 back, making ground. Priest, Burton, Austin Dillon. That's your top 30. Gregson, Ty Dillon. That rounded out. So, Emily, what are your thoughts on the point standings, if you heard any of that? Um, it's the same as they were two weeks ago after Darlington. Um, but I feel like the field is really filling out now. Most of the contenders are where they should be. Yeah, I mean, I heard, I heard it. Um, it. Nothing is unexpected at this point in the year. It's all kind of where you would think people would be. Except Byron. I, I don't like him. <laughs> <laughs> New hated rival, William Byron. New okay. Let's just throw another one out there. Duly noted. It's it's the bees. The guys with the last name of B. Like that doesn't that doesn't uh I don't like the bees. Don't like the bees. Okay, well, that doesn't bode very well for Alex Bowman, unfortunately. Uh nor Ryan Blaney. Or who any other B names? I can't tell. Oh, Chase Briscoe, Chris Bush. No, we're not going to go down all the list. But I agree, Emily. I think most stuff is filling out right now. Uh, owner standings-wise, this really only applies for the 9 and the 48 since they've had different drivers. The 9 is in 14th. The 48 is in 16th. Manufacturer-wise, the Bowtie Brigade, of course, still on top. Plus 38 over Toyota, 54 over Ford. Ford at 16 back of Toyota. Chevy leads with 8 wins. Toyota with 4 and found on road dead, a.k.a. fix or repair daily, a.k.a. Ford, one win. If Henry Ford was in my studio right now, I would have a black guy. But unfortunately, he is not. Um, what else, what else, what else? I think we've gone through all the news, Emily. The only thing left to do is preview this weekend's Coca-Cola 600. 
I know you'll probably be drinking a Coke or two throughout the race. I, I might have a Dr. Pepper, honestly. I might commit sacrilege and have a Dr. Pepper during a Coke-sponsored race. But, hey, it's okay. We can still be friends, right? Um, Denny Hamlin, though, your favorite driver, is the defending winner of this race, looking to get his second win of the year. But uh, Kyle Larson, Chase Briscoe, they both look pretty sporty. I don't want you to give me your win pick yet, but who are a few drivers you think could be up at the front of the field when it's paycheck time, when it's time to go get that win Sunday night. Oh, gosh. Mm. The question is, do you go with your your gut? My gut says just stick with Larson. Mm-hmm. I mean, he's on a roll. You want to go ahead and pick Kyle Larson to win this race? Yeah. All yeah, right. I think I will. Well, see, I, I kind of get I, I absolutely get where you're coming from when you're asking that question because i don't know if you're thinking about this or not because this race was you know a year ago it was a long time ago but this race last year was so chaotic that it looked like at any moment five or six guys could have won it you had denny versus larson then you had the four wide wreck then you had denny versus briscoe briscoe spins himself then you have denny versus kyle bush denny ultimately ended up winning but I get what you're saying. Is like, do I go with my gut, or do I go in the direction that all NASCAR Cup races seem to go down nowadays, and go with who's going to win, and get through all the chaos? So I know I make the rules because I run this joint, but I'm going <laughs> to. I'm not sure if this is. I'm gonna just gonna say it for entertainment purposes. I'm not sure if this is legal or allowed or not, Emily. I'm going to make two win picks. Okay. I'm going to make a win pick that goes with my gut, that goes with who I believe will be the best driver, best race car out there, and I'm going to make a pick for a driver that could win one of these races, or that, that will win the race if, if stuff hits the fan, if just crap happens, because it likely will. Um, so I, I'm just going to go ahead and approve that as the, uh, the, the administrator of this podcast. I'm going to go with you for Kyle Larson to win this race. I think right now he is the best driver out there. He's in a rhythm. He's on a roll. If he's not wrecked, if his motor isn't blowing, I think he's going to be the best car there. Byron's going to be fast. Bubba's going to be fast. Denny's going to be fast, of course. But Larson is my gut pick. Dominated here in 21, nearly won here in 2022. Made an amazing comeback. Excuse me, last year made an amazing comeback, spun through the grass early. Give me Larson to win if the chaos by some miracle doesn't happen. But we all know, or at least can speculate, that the chaos has at least a 99 to 100% chance of happening. If the chaos does happen, I'm going to pick a guy that I think is going to run 6th to 10th all night. I'm going to pick a guy who is going to be very solid. He broke through the chaos at Talladega. The question is, can he put himself in a position to do so again? If RCR brings him a good car, give me Kyle Busch to win this race through the chaos. Because he's a seasoned vet. He can get through it. I know you're not going to like it, Emily, but that's what I'm going with. Because I just I feel like the best car Sunday night is not going to win the race. Um, that's just my gut instinct. And... Yeah, if if all is well, I think Kyle Larson wins the race. But when the chaos happens, I think we're going to see that eight car coming out through the smoke.
just I know you don't like that pick because you despise Kyle Busch and everything he stands for. Yeah. But that's yeah, my pick. Not a fan. That's my pick. Um, any last thoughts here regarding anything we've talked about tonight? We we had a lot to talk about tonight. Um, any any last thoughts here? Go kick on weekend. No, I think the biggest thing stuck in my mind is Josh Berry. Like, what the heck? I know. It's a, it's a big move. I mean, it, it really is but a big move. They are really holding out some hope there. They are. They are. I mean, it's you got to pick somebody, though. I don't think they want to downsize. I don't think they want to, you know, I mean, Harvick, they're not going to woo Kevin Harvick back, you know. It's just a qu- It was a question of do they go with one of the few guys they have in their current Xfinity Series talent pipeline and have an excruciating two to three years of torture, but they're already having extreme, you know, excruciating torture over there because it's just it's a dumpster fire at SHR right now. So I like putting him in there. He's proven he can drive these next gen cars to a pretty solid level. I like it. Anyway, that's all we have. Again, we'll be back tomorrow. To preview the Coke 600, that's all the episode will be. Previewing the Coke 600, uh, that'll be here on, well, whatever you're listening to this on, uh, but YouTube, on the Spotter Stand YouTube channel, Spotify, Google Podcasts, wherever you get your podcasts. You can also email us below the Podcast at gmail.com. And if you do want coverage all weekend from Charlotte Motor Speedway, rain, shine, lightning, earthquake, monsoon, tornado, anything, um, be sure to go over to the Spotter Stand YouTube channel. I'll be here in my trusty studio all weekend for race recaps and pre-race shows and all that good stuff. So thank you for joining me, Emily. Apologies for all the issues tonight. But we will okay. see you tomorrow on Friday, or maybe today on Friday. So keep a lookout for later today uh, for the Coke 600 preview show. And then our next show after that will maybe be Monday, Memorial Day weekend. Uh, like or Memorial Memorial Day itself, likely be Monday to recap the Coke 600, unless they race that day, which well I guess it'd still be that day anyway. So thank you for watching, listening, like, subscribe, comment, share, rate us, review us, share us, click all the buttons. Emily likes to say, I'm Sam with subs from the Below the Online Podcast. We will see you tomorrow on Friday. Goodbye. <laughs>